Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. And I'm Rick Samprin. And uh, yeah, another beautiful Saturday. First uh, Saturday uh, in the fall, as fall has officially arrived, although it still feels like summer. Special guest today, Jennifer Dreho, sales representative with the Golfie team. We're going to be talking about uh, a bunch of different things, the Hamilton market, what's happened over the last little while. We'll get into interest rates as well, uh, private lending and B lenders, uh, renting a furnace or air conditioner, how valuable is experience when selecting an agent. Also talk about... Your spouse. We'll get into that a little later on in the show. If you have a question, questions at robgolfie.com. You can call Rob at 905-575-7700. Robgolfie.com is the website on Twitter and Instagram, at robgolfie, and check him out on Facebook as well. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. So let's uh, start with uh, this story out of BC, and I think most of our listeners uh, and those who have heard the show before have heard us talking about what's happening in uh, Metro Vancouver and in BC. So there's a legal challenge, and this came out just a couple of days ago, of a BC levy on foreign home buyers that's been filed in Vancouver seeking a class action lawsuit on behalf of those forced to pay the 15% tax. The notice of civil claim alleges BC acted outside its jurisdiction when the Property Transfer Tax Act was amended in July, targeting the country of origin or nationality of home buyers across Metro Vancouver. A lawyer behind the challenge says the revised legislation violates over 30 international treaties where Canada has committed to treat foreign nationals just as favorably as citizens of this country. A judge must still decide if the class action application can proceed. How closely are realtors in this province, in this neck of the woods, um, watching what's happening in B.C.? Well, um, it, it hurts not. They're actually going after the, the, the Chinese market. They're the ones yeah. with the money that are that are uh, making uh, Vancouver um, kind of like a ghost town in some neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And, and, and explode in price in the same time. Exploding price. Yeah. So now, basically, it's them competing against each other. Forget about the Canadians. But they're hurting all the other uh, people that are, uh, you know, foreigners that are here that don't have the money and mm-hmm. they're just saving as, a, you know, saving money for a down payment. So that's what's hurting them. And uh, so, but when you when you change something, you change the dynamics, not only the politics with other countries. Mm-hmm. They're going to say, well, hey, if you're doing this to us, guess what? We're going to do this to you in right. our country. Yeah. And uh, so it's just, it's just a way of controlling uh, so that everybody can afford a house, not just the Chinese uh, people that are coming in here with lots of money. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it's it's difficult and it, and it, and it's hard because there's you know people out there struggling, just saving their money trying to buy that house, and they can't. And and the other thing is, people are afraid to put their house up for sale in Vancouver because they know that they're going to be competing mm-hmm. against these Chinese people right. to buy a house. So they're they're worried. They can't yeah. sell. Like they, Yeah, they might sell their home for a good price, but on the flip side, now they have to buy a home and may be in competition with a lot of these foreign investors, and too. It sounds like the Hamilton market right now. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. Only we're dealing with the Torontonians. Th- that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And um, But but the other thing, yeah, they're, they're worried because 
these Chinese people are coming in like if they're a, if it's a multi million dollar house, they're coming in six hundred thousand dollars above asking. How do you compete <laughs> well, against that's that? Crazy. You, you know, you just can't compete. And then now the other thing, as I was mentioning to you, Rick, was um, um, there's neighborhoods like like a lot of neighborhoods out there that are vacant, mm-hmm. like 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 blocks and blocks of homes. And the China, they're buying the houses. Nobody's moving in. They just got gardeners just taking care of the outside, the right. grass to make sure you know it's respectable. And uh, but nobody's living in them. So now uh, the um, uh, government is imposing a vacancy tax. So listen, if you're going to buy a house and keep it vacant, hmm. you're going to have to pay mm-hmm. taxes just because of that. Because it's it's not making neighborhoods look good out there. Yeah, yeah. You know so. My guess is the gardeners are just going to end up living there. <laughs> the gardeners, the gardeners, <laughs> there. I know, no kidding. They'll they, they, never know. No, no, yeah. they'll, they'll never know. Yeah, they yeah. can move in. And uh, I mean, these people are, you know, far away and, yeah. and they could move in and live there for probably four years and take care of the property. And you were saying before the show that um, stats in Vancouver have really um, done an about face. This is, this is ironic or coincidental. So uh, Vancouver, in uh, the month of August, since they imposed this tax, um, and this is what they wanted to do, they're down 47% from the previous year. Mm-hmm. But the ironic thing is, the funny thing is, Toronto is up 50%. So I don't know if that's coincidental, mm-hmm. but it, uh, but things are changing. I was just talking to a friend of mine. Uh, Alex Wilson, he's a real estate agent in uh, in uh, Toronto downtown, and he he scribbled something. I saw him yesterday, and we were in a, a meeting. He goes, we were talking about um, uh, land transfer tax, and we know land transfer taxes double in Toronto, and so it, not in Hamilton. They mm-hmm. w- they tried to Im- uh, implement that all Ontario, and right. that got kiboshed real yeah. quick. But in Toronto, the land transfer tax is double. He said to me, he writes down a number, uh, what land transfer tax he paid to close his deal, $69,000. What? I, That's y- crazy. It, it is. It's nuts. So <laughs> can you imagine buying a house? N- nothing goes towards your equity yeah. or anything. $69,000. So I don't know if he bought a million dollars. He probably bought, well, obviously the average yeah. price in Toronto is heavy. So he probably bought a million dollar house or a million, you know, two or whatever. And um, and he probably he paid sixty nine thousand dollars in land transfer fees. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's one thing to have to save up for a down payment, but then also have to realize that you have to pay this extra land transfer taxes. That's insane. Yeah. yeah, wow. A lot of people can finance that, and uh, but it, it just you know it just it just Still, adds more. It just adds. It yeah. just keeps it. You know, like I mean, interest rates are down, and uh, but still, it, it's it's adding up. Adding mm-hmm. up. You mentioned interest rates. Uh, are those low interest rates here to stay? They're here for a while, okay. um, and uh, but what goes with low interest rates um, is um, housing prices uh, going up, and uh, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a while. Like uh, the interest rates are gonna stay like that, um, but but the housing affordability is gonna be tough. Hmm. So I mean, look at townhouses now. Uh, like I mean, can you imagine four hundred thousand dollars for a townhouse? Wow. Like yeah. it's 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 insane. And that's in Hamilton. That's in Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, and it's just because. I don't know if popul- I don't know what's going on the population they're just buying and mm. and uh so they're pushing the market up it's just like the bungalows and uh, you know the baby boomers are buying the bungalows so they're driving those prices up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then the millennials I mean to get into the market I mean it started off they get into a townhouse but more millennials are coming into the market um there there's more of them now they're driving the prices of uh the townhouses up you know everybody wants new 
nobody wants the you know the uh, you know the, the renovation east end, project, the east end, the yeah. fixer upper. Those guys, uh, you know, I mean, are those I, the hardest to sell right now? Nothing's really hard to sell right now. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if you're question. not buying them, you got investors buying right. them. As long as the price is right, someone's going to buy it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You mentioned the millennials. They're not looking for that fixer-upper because they don't have time to do that. They're always either at work or, you know, out with their friends, right? Well, that, that's not really a priority. Well, they, they probably never picked up a, a hammer. A hammer. Life. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're asking mom and dad to help out, yeah. right? Yeah. That, well, that's the case. Yeah, yeah. So interest rates are here to stay, and, and obviously that's going to keep you guys hopping because that means more people are going to, you know, want to ups, go upscale or, 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 or downscale if they're a little later on in life. Yeah. Um, so that's good news for you guys. It is. It is. So over here, I just printed off this morning. Now this is based on detached homes in Hamilton only. So okay. I, uh, I I I combined all the sales for the Hamilton Mountain, mm-hmm. uh, West Hamilton, Central Hamilton, and East Hamilton. Okay. Um, so, so this doesn't include Dundas and Gloucester. No, no, it doesn't. Okay. I just I just wanted to give you how how things are going. So I based so in 2010, an average detached home. Now this is not including. You know how sometimes we get the stats. Uh, from uh, the real estate board, and they say you know the average selling price of a home is mm-hmm. four hundred or four fifty in whatever. the CMA. It, it, yeah. yeah, that's that, that's combined all the area. Like if you add Burlington into right. the equation, it, it'll bring the average. Yeah, up. yeah. Same thing with Ancaster, but this is just Hamilton alone. Okay. So in Hamilton, a, and this is detached homes only. In Hamilton, in two thousand and ten, the average detached home cost two hundred fourteen thousand. Wow. Okay, so now we go up three years. 2013, it's the average uh, sale price of a detached home in Hamilton was 247000 Okay. Okay. Now look from 2013 to 2016, it jumps from 247000 to 346000 wow. in three years. A hundred grand, grand almost. Cow. And yeah. And, uh, Good day to be in real estate. Yeah, <laughs> but it just it just shows you like in the last three years versus the three years prior, the market has mm-hmm. insanely gone uh, insane. Yeah, <laughs> can we use those numbers to forecast what is going to come? Given that interest rates are still low, given that Torontonians are looking at us, can we forecast three to five years and say it's still going to be fairly busy, or at least as busy as it is now? I think I think it's going to be busy just because we are getting. Uh, a whole different um, slew of people coming from Toronto. Yeah. Um, they are making uh, Hamilton um, a fun, livable place for young people. Um, just with everything that's happening with all the new stuff by the pier, um, all the condos being built, mm-hmm. they're just creating um, a really good place where people want to be, uh, sort of like a destination at some point. Yeah. yeah. One thing we haven't talked about, and I'll, I'll throw a curveball in here, is the whole LRT debate. And because, you know, if this goes ahead in however many years it's going to take to build. I mean, they're, they're talking about building condos, new homes, you know, taking down older homes, building new homes. As a realtor, that's got to be pretty exciting, especially in, you know, the the down, you know, the west end to downtown to east end corridor where the LRT is going to be, right? I, I think I think it'll be a great thing. I mean, um, I, didn't they do this in Buffalo about 40 years ago? Um, LRT stuff? Or like, like uh, light rail transit, like with the... Uh, um, it, I mean, it, it seems to be working there. Obviously, they've studied other cities. Yeah. Um, but it will draw more people, um, if, especially people that don't have vehicles if they're working in Toronto. Sure. Yeah. And getting from the West End, east to the West End uh, quickly. Um, it, it just means more more jobs. More, more activity. People moving yeah. here. It's just, you know, more restaurants are going to be coming in. You know, it'll, it'll be more. The, the city is getting cleaned up, I, you know, in, in 25 years from now. 
Remember, I'm Jackson Square. Well, you probably don't remember. Mm. You're a lot younger than I am. But Jackson Square was thriving mm-hmm. in the late '80s and or the mid '80s. Right. And uh, and then all of a sudden, it just everybody just, moved out to the burbs. Right. Well, they moved out to the burbs, but but still, like buildings haven't changed. Yeah. The downtown, like uh, the houses are still there. Right. Uh, apartment buildings are still down there, but for some reason, uh, downtown just kind of went downhill. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you got the uh, office buildings and everything. But I, it would be nice to see that come back again. Um, I know Limeridge Mall came into effect, mm-hmm. um, so that kind of hurt the uh, the downtown a bit because everybody started driving there. Sure, you know there's parking available yep, there. Yep. People, you know, going to Jackson Square. I mean, it's like if, if you're from out of town, you don't know where to park. Right. I mean, it's just you're driving. Oh, there's a hole going into a tunnel <laughs> yeah. there. Let's just yeah. try that and see where yeah. that leads us to. <laughs> but uh, but. Uh, uh, but yeah, so and then and then you've got the uh, the farmers market. They give you one hour free parking. Right. You yeah. know, I, I think they got to do something better about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's the one hour really going to do. Not much, really. Because you get it, out of your car and one hour is over. That's right. Well, you have to walk. You know, like a block and a half. It. You know, depending how fast you walk, yeah. it's you've already eaten up a half an hour just yeah. to get to the farmers market. Exactly. So th- I think they should fix that up. But uh, but I, I think the downtown's going to. Uh, I'd say twenty years from now is going to be thriving again, mm. in my nice. opinion. All right, still to come, we're going to talk about uh, whether or not you should rent your furnace or air conditioning, and uh, we'll also talk about the valuable uh, or how valuable experiences when selecting an agent. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Zamprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Also in studio this beautiful Saturday morning, Jennifer Drejo, sales representative with the Golfie team. 905-575-7700 is the phone number to call. RobGolfie.com is the website. Check him out on Twitter and Instagram at Rob Golfie. And look him up on Facebook as well. Have a question for Rob and his team? Questions at robgolfie.com is the email address. Questions at robgolfie.com. We will get to your uh, questions and answers on another show. So we're talking about a bunch of things today. Uh, buying out your spouse or partner, is that good or bad? We'll get to that a little later on. How valuable is experience when selecting an agent? We'll talk about furnaces and ACs and where, as well as whether or not you should uh, rent them or not. But let's get into private lending and B lenders. How costly will it be? So maybe we'll start off with uh, private lending and B lenders. What What is that? Uh, well, B lenders are, <clears throat> for instance... Um, guys that uh, you can't get uh, money from your regular institutional, like the the big banks, like the CIBCs, okay. the TDs, and those. And so th- they're given mortgage rates at 25 to 3%, depending. So uh, there's obviously, the reason why people go to B lenders is the A lenders said, you know what, we're, we're, not, we, we're not willing to take the risk. Mm. Um, you know, you've got some issues on your credit bureau. And um, so you go to a B lender. Now the B lenders... If it's a first mortgage, now you're paying eight percent sometimes interest rates. Wow! And it's you know and it, it it's pretty high, and and they charge um, a, a lending fee on top of that. So mm-hmm. they can charge like so. Let's say you're borrow, borrowing two hundred thousand uh, dollars, and you've got um, in the two hundred thousand, they may charge you five to eight thousand dollars just to borrow that money. So they really? tack that on on top of the eight two hundred thousand um, dollars that you are 
borrowing. Mm -hmm. So now you owe two hundred eight thousand, not two hundred thousand. So that's a lending fee. Okay. But so. sometimes uh, for a B lender, it's it's in your best interest. It sounds not that great in the beginning, mm-hmm. but sometimes you just need to do it for a year or two just to get your... Um, your it's a stepping credit, stone. Just to get your credit up to right. date, but at least it gets you into the market right now. I mean, it sounds like a hard pill to swallow in the beginning, um, but overall, if for the bigger picture, I think just to get yourself into the market is mm-hmm. something you might want to consider. So, is uh, for a B lender, would you only do would you do a smaller uh, kind of mortgage, maybe like a two year or three year, if you can? If you can, yeah. um, if you can do an open like uh, open one year, or open two years, but it, it's hard to negotiate yeah. because you're kind of kind of at the mercy of these lenders because without them, one you're not going to be able to buy a house, right. yeah. and and they know that, and so they kind of make up the rules and. Mm. And they, and you know, so if, let's say if you got a mortgage uh, with a B lender and you renewed for five years. So the five-year term at 8%. So now let's say you decide, you know what, I'm going to sell my house and, uh, you know, either rent or, or whatever. You're moving away or whatever. So they charge you a penalty based on what the mortgage rate is now, the the, the Bank of Canada rate. So, mm-hmm. so if you got 8% and... They the bank rate is two and a half. They're going to make you pay the difference for the rest of the term. Really, and it's huge. Wow. Like you can end up owing like an additional forty thousand dollars on your on a mortgage penalty for cashing out early. Yikes. And and it it it, it it's it's some, people don't you know see that until they they're selling and then you got you ha- you're sitting with them at the kitchen table and they're in tears. Mm-hmm. Now they can't move. Because now they have no, now all their equity has been eaten up by the penalties. Right. But make no mistake, A lenders do the same thing too. Yes, that's right. But they, do they do it to us to the same degree though? Yeah, well they do because okay. so let's say let's say an A lender gives you a mortgage at three percent. Okay. And let's say the lending rate is at two and a half percent. The the A lenders the, the, again they will charge you the difference. So mm-hmm. they'll charge you that half percent for the remainder of your contract. Right. So a half percent is not well. I mean, it's still quite a bit. Mm-hmm. If you add that up, it adds up to a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Huge. Um, but uh, oh, you know, let's say you got four years left on your contract, uh, on your term, that half percent, you know, could be it could be five thousand dollars or four thousand right. dollars, but not as bad as as a as a forty forty thousand dollar penalty. Right. right. Yeah. And if you have, I mean, if you're going to a B lender and if you have that bad credit, that's just going to compound the problem when you're looking at that penalty and saying, well, now I'm stuck. Right. Yeah. Now you're 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 deep. You're deeper in debt. Yeah. Uh, we're just dealing dealing with somebody. He's with uh, I think I think is it Home Trust or something like that here in town. Hmm. And they're they're B lenders, right? They they love they love uh, loaning out money uh, to especially if if it's in Hamilton. They're they're in, uh, and also they also will loan out sometimes uh, even north of Barton Street where uh, A lenders may say, you know what, we're not interested in having. Hmm. Uh, you know, m- money uh, in in property of you know north sure. of Barton, depending on what parts of Barton, right, north right, of right. Barton. They do like to lend money in Hamilton uh, often, just because they know where their money is going. Right. It's hard sometimes when you go to a B lender that's say in Toronto, um, that doesn't understand our market. Um, they they're not here. They don't live it. They don't breathe it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it gets a little bit um, not as clear as somebody that's actually from here to lend you the money. Right. Yeah. So are they are they are those guys in Toronto talking about uh, higher rates because they don't quite know or maybe so, they're so, sometimes yeah sometimes they do give uh, uh, you know higher rates but like um, for instance now then there's private money and that's even higher right. they they go up to even like you know eleven to fifteen percent. 
And and sometimes you have no choice. For instance, okay, back to the the one guy that has to cash out. Um, he he, all his equity is being eaten up. He and 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 he and they make like these people when they're they're signing up for these mortgages, they don't realize they're not reading the fine print. And also, the mortgage people aren't really telling them, listen, this is what happens if right. you break your contract within the five year term. That it's you, all in the fine print. <laughs> it's it's all, but they should do that. I mean, it's yeah. there, there's so much fine print, but I mean. A couple of explanations. Well, they'll remember that. Say, mm-hmm. listen, if you renew for five years, if you break your contract, you know, uh, you know, after eighteen months, your penalty can be this much. Mm-hmm. And so it it, it kind of makes uh, they'll, they'll understand that even before they you know put their house up for sale. Yep. And they'll say, you know what, you know, they'll say, hey, honey, you know, like you know, remember what the you know mortgage guy said? But they don't do that. They mm-hmm. just. You know, they, they just sign you up. And I think a lot of people aren't educated enough, you know, to even ask the questions. Yeah. Uh, and then that's what happens. And it's unfortunate that sometimes the uh, banks or B lenders or whoever take advantage of these people, too, because uh, there is a lot of fine print. And I do know that there was a, a big bank. I won't say any names, but it, it happened to to me at one point, too. You know, there's so, so much fine print. There was a class action suit against this bank and hmm. uh, they won. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, they have the money too, right? So, but it just, but what I'm saying to people out there is that anytime if you're struggling in getting a mortgage and then, and you do find that you do get a, a mortgage from a B lender and you're talking to a, you know, a mortgage broker, call us and ask us some questions. We'll tell you exactly what you're in for, mm. you know, and uh, because like there's a lot of options out there and there's, you know, and there's ways to be smarter about it. And, uh, and just just be careful. Like once you sign in a dotted line, you yeah. you're you're in. You're in for good. You know. Is it harder to work with B lenders when you are trying to exchange properties or, or get someone in a home? It it, it is a little bit. Yeah, it, they, I think they have different qualifications too on how they lend the money compared to a bank. Okay. Uh, you know, they don't. I don't know if it's location or credit as much. Um, well, we 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 were dealing with someone that that has a mortgage with a B lender. And uh, so I said to this gentleman, I said, listen, call your lender and ask him, you know, do you qualify? Like he's downsizing. Mm-hmm. Do you qualify for a mortgage still? And they, and they wouldn't give him an answer. They say, just buy, just put an offer in a house, put a conditional on financing, and then we'll send it to us. So the B lender's not really being, I, I think they should be able to tell us right away. Um, because now they're, we're going to take him out and find him a house. We're going to type up a contract. Mm-hmm. And then, then we have to wait for them to tell us after we have a signed contract. So uh, that if he qualifies, which we're trying to eliminate that step, yeah. we'll still put conditional financing. But now the house that we buy, we're going to tie them up for a week. Mm-hmm. And then, and if he doesn't qualify, that makes me look bad because I brought the offer and I sure. should have done my job to qualify him. But the bank, the B lender bank, is just saying just put an offer in and then we'll tell you then. It's mm-hmm. like it's you know it's it's terrible wow. how they operate sometimes. It's got a pretty messy uh, ripple effect. That's yeah. for sure. Um, should you rent your furnace and air conditioner? Wow, nightmare stories on that one. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> don't segment ever. over. Don't don't do okay, it. Okay, so why not? You know what what it is is um, I, I guess what what company was it that were uh, they were um, knocking on doors. Uh, it's OEG, I guess what they... Uh, OEG. OEG. Ontario. Um, I've got it written down here someplace. They were knocking on doors and renting furnaces out. Now, um, is it... Who's the other company? Is it... Uh, not direct... Uh, it's... Uh, 
who's the other company that, that re- there's there's Reliance, Reliance. Uh, Direct Energy. The, no, it's Reliance. Reliance? So okay. Reliance has a seven year contract. Okay. And uh, what they do is uh, it's a seven year contract. And they, uh, first first of all, this is what they'll call you and say, listen, we you need a furnace. Um, why don't you rent it instead of buying it so you don't have to output the money? And a lot mm-hmm. of people don't have the money to put a furnace out, but they sure. should finance it, in my opinion. But so they, they and they say, well, listen, for one hundred and sixty dollars a month, you don't have to worry about it. You mm-hmm. don't have to pay for installation and everything. And they sign them up for a uh, seven-year contract. If they buy if they buy out that contract within seven years, I think it's about um, ninety-seven hundred bucks. Okay. This is like a regular furnace, right? No, you know that could no cost bells you, and whistles, and like a, you yeah. know. And if you shop around, you can get a furnace for two to twenty-five hundred dollars right. if you shop around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with a ten-year warranty, I know the guy just called me. If you need to know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what ha- so what happens is so they sign up on this furnace contract mm-hmm. that includes maintenance and everything else like that, just like your water heater. But when you're selling the home, and within that, let's say even seven years or even after seven years, um, you have to pay out this contract, and nobody wants to buy a house and rent a furnace. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think of all the yeah. ones we've done, how many have we actually had somebody assume the furnace? I don't remember any. Really? Yeah. But it, and if some of those had rental contracts? Yeah, there's a really? lot of them out there. And it there. goes against the property. The lien goes against the property if it's not paid out, like the water softener, the air conditioner, mm-hmm. furnace. Yeah, everything. Yeah, everything. And uh, so so they're, rent, so they're renting this furnace. There's a huge bit payout. There's there's actually class action suits against some companies. Um, another company, their OEG, uh, they were doing like uh, a twelve to fifteen year uh, contracts, wow. like terms, and it, that's ridiculous. Holy cow! And we just had one that they on on Douglas Avenue. They had to pay out thirty, I say thirty three thousand dollars. What? Yeah, they got royally screwed, and and it's just because you know they needed a furnace and an air conditioner, they, and then they sell them on the fact, oh, you put a you know water softener and mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and AC for half price yep. or whatever, right? And and I'll, so now. Um, shortly after, like I don't know how long they've had that in there, their payout's thirty three thousand dollars, and that's, that's a lot of money. It's almost it, like you're just paying interest every time, and you're yeah. not really paying yeah. it down. Yeah, so. you're never paying it down. But with with Reliance, when you you do the seven year contract, but it automatically keeps rolling, and then to buy it out after seven years, you you can either buy it out for four thousand dollars, which is a used furnace, mm-hmm. now, which you can get a brand new furnace for less than four thousand. Oh, or um, you, you just you, you can have them come there and take it out. Wow! And uh, so, like, like it's a no-win situation. Wow! People do not rent furnaces. I'm sorry. Um, anybody's knocking on your door. There's other options. Uh, call us. We'll tell you. Like, there's there's ways of doing it without mm-hmm. uh, without paying a fortune. You know, you always can put a an eighty dollar uh, or was it a hundred fifty dollar a year. Uh, a fee, a fee on on the furnace to you know to have it serviced uh, you know a couple times a year or whatever. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but rental furnaces is is a nightmare. They're, well, in the Spectator, not too long ago, right here it said uh, family stuck with fifty five thousand dollar bill after ailing father signs door to door rental agreement. Um, and so th- that's crazy. And that's basically a hundred and forty dollars a month rental. And they end up by having to pay out fifty five thousand dollars. <laughs> Can you believe that? Kind of sounds like my car payment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. No kidding. So some deals have not gone sideways, but the buyer has kind of said, "I don't want it. 
any action on this one? Well, because the, of the well, rental agreement. Well, the, yeah, nobody want nobody will assume the rental contract. Yeah, yeah. And it's a hard pill for the seller to swallow. You know, on payout, if they do decide yeah. to pay out, they're left with no money. Yeah, we we, we advise our clients uh, not to, and if they do want to assume the uh, rental contract, we have them sign a form saying that right. we advise them not to. And because they're going to run into that problem, right? They will, they will run into that problem themselves, and we don't want to be liable. And say, and you know, them saying to us, we didn't know. We said we actually had you sign a separate piece of document right. saying that, and we, they can't come back on you. And they say, can't hey, come back yeah. on us. It's 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 not it's not a wise way to go. Yeah. So do not rent your furnaces, please. Now I would assume that the most popular, um, I guess, big appliance in the home that is rented would be the water heater. Which, but but just a much smaller pill to swallow because yeah. you're paying, you know, ten they're, they're, to fifteen, twenty dollars a month. Yeah, they're like seventeen to twenty five dollars depending yeah. on uh, on the thing. But I, I, you know, you can get a new water heater uh, for like maybe seven, eight hundred dollars mm-hmm. at Home Depot or whatever, um, and have somebody install it, and they usually last pretty good. But the water, like, but you know, people like the idea; they never have to worry about, yeah. you know, uh, ever fixing it or anything. Yeah. But but if you're paying twenty five dollars a month. For twelve months, what's what's that work out to? Three hundred dollars a year. There After three four three years, yep. basically you've paid for it. That's right. So it just it just depends, you know. What, and mostly water heaters are rentals, mm-hmm. and and uh, and the builders they put a rental water heater in, and you have to assume it. So you almost when you're buying a new house, you almost have to tell them, please do not put a rental water heater. I'll put my own water yeah. heater in there because, like, once you get on that rental contract, they on even on the water heater. Well, if you want to get out of it, they say, well, you have to, you know, take it out. You got to bring it to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, it's just because they make it tough. Yeah. They do make it tough. And in the rental scenario, whether it's a furnace or AC, it doesn't really matter where they are in their term. I mean, they could have one year left to pay in their agreement, but you're still going to get dinged, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about how valuable is experience when selecting an agent. We'll also talk about buying your spouse or partner out, whether that is good or or bad. If you have a question for Rob, email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. You can call him at 905-575-7700. Robgolfie.com is the website. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Homeward bound, I wish I was homeward bound. Home, where my thoughts escaping home. When my music's playing home, when my love lies waiting silently for Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Jennifer Dreho, also in studio with us, sales representative with the Golfie team. Call them today at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com is the website at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram and check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page as well. How valuable is experience when selecting an agent? I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. <laughs> uh, very valuable. Yes. It could cost you uh, thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, for for There's an example here of a property that uh, a person bought in uh, 2005, or uh, just under 650,000, so mm-hmm. I think I think it was like 646,000 or something okay. like that. Okay, this is in Hamilton. Uh, it 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 was uh, I think Winona. Oh, so okay. they, they, they uh, so the house was on the market before, mm. didn't sell. Okay, went off the market. Somebody saw it and they bought it. They should have consulted with the realtor. The reason that's the reason why it didn't sell. Um, so 
what happened was um, they bought it for uh, I think six forty seven. They've owned it since two thousand five till they just sold it last year. Mm. They called me last year, and uh, a friend of mine told, asked me to say this is his brother in law and sister in law. He right. wanted me to go take a look at it. So I went there and I said to them, I said, "You overpaid for your house like two hundred to two hundred fifty thousand dollars when you bought it," and they like, "You can't be serious." <laughs> I says, "Yeah," they didn't believe me. Really? So um, at the end of the day, they ended up putting it on the market, and I and I did I did not put it on the market. And I, I didn't think they like. I don't think they like. The they didn't like my like price. The <laughs> they didn't like my price. So so they lived there for ten years, for ten years, and they made two thousand dollars. That's incredible. I was I was right on the nose on that one, and uh, and I like it's just so people please be careful when you're buying a house. Um, it could even be like even if you're buying off the the agent that has it listed, hmm. um, you know. Um, talk like we have a team. So what we do is we never the agent and our team. If it lists it, we don't. We have somebody else that deals with that, so they can get a really good independent advice from mm-hmm. a different realtor that listed it, and and we'll give you the market analysis of that house at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the market's good, I mean, you know, appraisers are looking at everything now, especially if it's a private deal. Appraisers, if if it's a private deal, they're going in to check it to make sure that. Right. Uh, that it's not uh, uh, you're overpaying, but if if you're paying cash or you got a lot of down payment, they're not going to come there because they know you have enough equity right. there to do it. But but check to find out uh, the equity. So here's a friend of mine, uh, he, well friend and now he's been a longtime client. Uh, he's moving back in from uh, Edmonton to Hamilton. He's looking at a house on the Mountain Brow, and he goes, Rob, this friend of mine wants to sell me this house, and I go, Well, what price is he asking? And he, he said it's around 800000 I go, okay. So now I'm doing an evaluation on this house mm-hmm. based on square footage, lot size, everything else like that. So right. I'm going to give him an, an actual evaluation. We think it's probably worth six fifty, maybe six seventy five. Mm-hmm. So I said, be careful. And, and I said to him, listen, you know, this is going to be a private deal between him and this guy that he knows. And, and I'm helping him out because he's been a longtime client. Yeah. And, uh, and I said to him, whenever he comes, if he comes up with the price, I said, just ask him, where did he come up with that number? Don't, don't come back with a price. Just absorb it. Right. Tell him you want to think about it. And then come back to me and then we'll talk about it. Um, so that's the proper way to do things. That don't just, you know, hey, this looks great. You know, like if you're coming from an area that's expensive and mm-hmm. coming to Hamilton. Yeah. Every price looks great. Right. So that's why, you know, Hamilton is booming in, in real estate. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of the times people don't want to hear what you have to say if it's bad news. But at the end of the day, you know, you did your job properly and you just hope that everything works mm-hmm. out for them. Yeah. Do you get the sense sometimes that uh, buyers are trying to be real estate agents because they, you know, they hear all the news. Buyers and sellers. And sellers. Yeah. Yes, uh, and, and their friends and their neighbors and their family and their right? family and their mom and their dad. <laughs> we had a, a segment on that one. Time. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's going to be frustrating, but challenging at the same time because you know, I mean, you're, you're the experts. You know what the price is. You know what the market is, and to try and d- deflect or or correct whatever they're thinking has got to be a monumental task sometimes. It's really hard sometimes when you're dealing with a seller and you're doing an evaluation. Their house is obviously the best. They have the right. best house. This yeah. is good. This is what I did. They put ceramic tile back in the 80s. <laughs> and this was like an upgrade back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you it's know, funny. Things like that and things that you wouldn't necessarily see like in the joists or whatever, the insulation they put in the attic. Right, right. You know, those things are important to them. But, you know, at the end of the day, 
you know they just overvalue it right right yeah. exactly because because granite nobody wants granite they right. want laminate still yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> laminate to countertops <laughs> but uh, but yeah look it it just uh, it, you have to be uh, you got to be careful and uh, make sure that uh, and and in this market because it's a fast market, mm-hmm. um, you it's hard to gauge a little bit because you're going to be off regardless. Like either it could be five to eight uh, percent either way because mm-hmm. um, there's buyers out there. There's a shortage of homes. Yes, the market's doing well. If your house is not selling in this market, something's wrong. Something is wrong. It's you're definitely realtor, overpriced. Right? It, it, yeah. it's it's the price. There's no doubt. Yeah. It's the price. So. So we try to give a, a, a close enough evaluation to what a willing buyer is willing to pay for mm-hmm. that house, um, and um, sometimes you know you know we say okay you know based on the information we got, and all of a sudden you know put it on the market, whammo it, it sells for twenty thousand dollars more than the yeah. asking price, yeah. and you know we never you, then you don't expect that, and and it, and it happens it happens, but in a balanced market. Usually, I'm bang on like almost ninety percent, ninety nine percent of the uh, of of the valuation. But we try we now now we gauge it depending on the time of the year mm-hmm. um, um, when we're evaluating a house. And we're saying, well, here's what the market's showing. Right. We can push the market up, or we can go at the market and hopefully you get above market. And it's just it, it's it's a guessing game. Mm-hmm. It's a guessing. Like I mean, there is a, a little bit of technique and experience that goes with that. There's no doubt experience because I've seen. Like for instance, there was like the one in in uh, Stony Creek, uh, an, an agent evaluated the house at four hundred. We evaluated it at uh, uh, four seventy to four uh, to four eighty, and um, and we ended up getting the four seventy for it. Like so, there, there's a seventy thousand dollar difference yeah, there. That's huge. And and he and I, I and I know how he evaluated the property. He evaluated based on the house down the street that sold earlier, but I. When I when I do my evaluation and I I go beyond beyond uh, the street and uh, there there is an art I see how other agents do it and mm-hmm. how they I've done I've done probably thousands of evaluations like on paper trying to uh, estimate values and everything because I've done so much because we do so much and it's amazing. You know, I didn't realize how good I was until I see other people's evaluation. <laughs> Such a humble guy. A little pat on the shoulder right? there. Yeah, yeah, you're so good, Rob. <laughs> but I mean, experience obviously plays a part in that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. All right, <laughs> one more, one more segment to come uh, here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. One more segment here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Jennifer Dreho also with us. She's a sales representative with the Golfie team as well. You can get a hold of both of them and the whole Golfie team at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Buying your spouse or partner out, good or bad? Uh, that depends on, on what side you're on. <laughs> that's right. If you're selling, you know, and you want to get the other person out, it could be, uh, you know, good or bad. Because I think the best thing to do in this situation, though, is to probably get um, other uh, an appraisal and mm-hmm. probably get in a few realtors uh, and kind of get sort of an idea, a base ground as to where to go on. But I wouldn't right. just trust one person for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes, um, we, like we get calls. Uh, we get calls. 
And so we have the spouse that's leaving the house and they want the other spouse to buy them out. Mm-hmm. So they'll call us and they say, well, you know, you know, they want us to give them a high evaluation on the house, right? Because right? the, the one spouse is going to buy them out, they can right. go. Yep. And then we do get calls on the spouse that uh, that is staying in the house and they'll say, can you give me a low evaluation because they don't want to pay the spouse out as much. Right, right. And it's just, so, and we're, we're, we're kind of like, I mean, if anything went sour and we actually put something in writing on paper, we even have a disclaimer on our evaluation, hmm. uh, opinion, uh, a value letter. But, I mean, we're, you can't. You we're kind of stuck in a jam sometimes. Yeah, right. And then sometimes um, you'll get one spouse um, calling you in for them and talking smack about the other, the other spouse, spouse and then the other spouse already has another realtor <laughs> uh, so you don't know how many realtors are actually in play at this point because wow. everyone's mentality has just gone through the roof yeah, yeah. Uh, so you don't really know who you're dealing with at the end of the day wow that's gonna be really confusing it, it, it is it is so there was a situation that happened and this lady's been trying to sell her house so they she based I don't know where she got the number from and I don't know how she got the number from but the husband he did pretty good so they based the evaluation at $800,000 for the house. Okay. And so so she bought them out for $400,000. Okay. So now that that's what she felt the house was worth. So this lady's been trying to sell her house probably for about two or three years mm. for just over 800000 mm-hmm. Again, another story where I told her, um, I think your husband made out like a bandit. I don't know how you decided to give him $400,000 because you basically lost probably two two hundred and fifty thousand dollars because wow. you're not you're not gonna see eight hundred thousand for this house. And she's like, You're kidding me and I wow. go It's been for sale, I don't know, two, three years and, and there's no sense me taking a house that she wants it listed at the same price as, yeah. as the you know the, the last two years. It's just you know, I said to her, you know, give me a five year contract and by by the <laughs> fifth year it should come should up to good. value. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, but but then now she's gonna she's got it for sale she's by herself it's a huge property mm. so now maintenance is starting to become a factor now right. she's gonna be needing you know shingles so now she's getting more money it's a sure. big house like yeah. a shingles on this house is gonna be twenty thousand wow. dollars so so you got to be careful when you're buying uh, your spouse out um, sometimes it's just best to to uh, sell it and you go your separate ways mm-hmm. um, but just but the best way to do it is get an appraisal, and if you feel comfortable with the appraisal from a, an, a, a, an independent appraiser, um, and then decide from there, or and then consult with a realtor after, but an experienced realtor, mm-hmm. somebody that knows what's going on in the marketplace, and and then and then make your decision whether which direction you want to mm-hmm. go with with buying your spouse out or getting bought out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll end the show with a question that actually my daughter had. We were uh, I was driving her to school the other day, and we were going down the mountain listening to uh, the Hamilton Real Estate Show commercial on CHML. And she said, "How do they decide which realtor gets to sell which house? So do you flip a coin? Do you play rock paper scissors? How do you make that determination? Like uh, you mean on our team? Yeah. Whoever brings in the most cookies ah, that day gets nice. It. <laughs> That's, Bob's favorite chocolate chips. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever gives me the chocolate chip cookies that day is the lucky winner that day. Yeah. But a home comes on the market, and then, you know, what's the strategy from there? Well, you, it, because we, we do get people calling us in, so we have people in our office, and it just depends on, you know, uh, who gets the call that, you know, that happens to be there sure. and all that kind of stuff. So, But also, it, a lot of the calls come through me, and I direct the call to the to the agent that is the most experienced in that area. Okay. And, that and that's the way I usually uh, do it because I want to make sure that 
Uh, the agent uh, that does that area uh, knows everything about it. So when they're sitting there at the, at the table, they know the mm-hmm. same things. Like uh, like one area that uh, Jenny is really known for is the, um, wait, what's that, uh, Grant Avenue area? Uh, Stinson. Stinson. Stinson oh, okay. area. Yep. Stinson area. So she knows the area very well. That's one one of many areas that Jenny knows. Right. And uh, she, you know, she's gone to meetings that they have their community meetings mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, she knows everything about it. Right. And that's what you want. You want to know, like, she knows more about that area than I would. I ask her for information. Mm-hmm. Then we have Mike that knows a lot about different parts of Hamilton. Right. Oh, um, Mike knows every part of Hamilton, <laughs> every house of really? Hamilton. Oh, my God. he know, He's our encyclopedia. I'm wow. telling you. He knows, like, oh, yeah. Like, it's funny how he talks about different how oh yeah that house you know had this problem has that UV yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> has like oh, yeah. vermiculite insulation or, or, or it's sinking that's oh that's the house on the north side of the street oh yeah <laughs> there, those houses were sinking wow. and, you know yeah very yeah, very knowledgeable guy that's incredible well that's a wrap for the show uh, thanks uh, for coming in once Thank again you. and uh, we will uh, be back next Saturday morning at 9 o'clock for the Hamilton Real Estate Show right here on AM 900 CHML